0: It's The Santana Show. Interesting guests and insight in good conversation with Naomi Santana. Lock in. Listen. Engage.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Santana Show. My guest today is Ryan Ketchum, a multimedia journalist working in Chico. Ryan received his associate's degree in journalism from Moorpark College and his bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism from CSUN. He was also a contestant on NBC LA's The Choice. Ryan, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me, Naomi. I appreciate it.
1: Of course, it's a pleasure. Um, so how did you discover your passion for journalism?
0: Yeah, so it actually started at a young age. I was playing basketball in high school and I've always been a big sports guy and always you know, watching sports as well. And when I injured my knee, I had a a full dislocation of my knee twice and had surgery. I was looking into, you know, different opportunities in the in the workforce, trying to look for, um, you know, maybe different directions other than playing. And I started uh, broadcasting football games when I was 16 years old and I just fell in love with it, did it all through college and uh, now working as a multimedia journalist. So that's kind of how I got my in and uh, I just kind of took it ever since, and I just love telling people's stories. So uh, it's been a great journey so far, though.
1: That's fantastic. What news station do you work at? For? Yeah, so I, mm-hmm. I know it's in Chico, right? Yes,
0: yeah, so it's in Chico. We're called Action News Now, it's KHSL, uh, KNVN. So KHSL is. Uh, you know, Channel 12 and KNVN's Channel 24. It's a CBS, NBC, CW affiliate station in uh, Chico, California. And I was hired in late August. And so far, I've been working here for a little over three months now. So it's been a pretty fun opportunity. But I'm based out of Chico, and we basically cover uh, five counties here in Northern California. And most of my stories are in Butte County. Uh, usually from Paradise to uh, Oroville to Chico and uh, basically all around there.
1: Wow, that's fantastic. Where are you originally from? Like, are you from Cali, but like from another city, or are you from another state, or where are you from?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm a SoCal boy. So I was born and raised in Southern California. I, I grew up originally in uh, Lomita, uh, Torrance area. That's where I was born and. Uh, then I moved up to Ventura County and uh, lived in Camarillo for a while, then lived in Simi Valley before oh, moving nice. up here to Chico. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a great area. I, uh, what, I love it, the
1: Camarillo area.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a fantastic area. I went through elementary school, uh, middle school over there. I went to high school at Westlake High School while still living in Camarillo and then uh, moved to Simi Valley halfway through my um, my high school years and just kind of stayed at Westlake, though. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where I come from. So a little bit of change moving up here to Northern California, uh, especially during the winter and fall. But uh, you yeah. know, been adjusting pretty well so far.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so you got your job immediately after you graduated. You graduated this year, right? Well, almost yeah. immediately. You graduated yeah, yeah. this year, so like congratulations on graduating.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, I graduated in uh, May of this year. And uh, basically, I was talking to uh, some stations throughout my last semester. Uh, and this one up here in Chico just made the, the biggest push and uh, were really wanting me. And I thought it would be the best opportunity. And uh, it was the best decision for me after being here for the past three months. I mean, Uh, So many Mm -hmm. opportunities, so many different stories I've been able to cover. Uh, It's just been fantastic being part of this Action News Now team. And uh, yeah, I I was basically talking to them right after graduation. I uh, didn't start working until the end of summer, as I mentioned, in late August. But Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to kind of enjoy the summer and uh, still, uh, you know, get in talks with these stations, finish out, out my previous jobs here in Southern California. Uh, then gave me enough time to move up here and uh, now start my journey uh, with Action News Now. But it's been incredible uh, working with this team.
1: That's awesome. So what experiences, like what work experiences or internship experiences have you had that have helped you with your career?
0: Yeah, definitely. My uh, internship and volunteer experiences, Uh, basically what I tell anybody that's you know, in college right now or in high school is just get the experience because the degree will take you far. The degree is necessary. you learn a lot in school. Uh, at Cal State Northridge, I learned a lot. My professors uh, taught me a lot and definitely prepared me for this career field. So I'm very thankful for them. Uh, same at Moore Park College as well. They prepared me very well for this opportunity. But um, those The work experience is necessary. You need to be able to get in front of the camera if you're going to, you know, be in front of the camera or you want to be able to have a job in front of the camera later on in your life. You need to get that experience. So uh, I was a play-by-play commentator for seven years, Uh, live TV pretty much right there. We had a national broadcast to NFHS Network for high school football. I did broadcasting for community college sports as well at Park College. I was on the news station with, uh, you know, Valley View News at Cal State Northridge. I was on uh, NBC LA even for a little bit on The Choice. That was a really cool opportunity. And just, uh, you know, getting all of this experience, I, I hosted a show for EBA Sports. I was hosting stuff for uh, what the Yak Foundation as well in Camarillo, Young Athletes for Christ. And all of that experience, basically, uh, it taught me time management. It taught me how to be able to hit those deadlines. It taught me also how to better create stories and better tell stories for people because in journalism, that's what you're doing. You're, you're getting all the information from an event, from a person, from uh, whatever it is, and you have to tell the story. It's a big responsibility to tell that story. So um, that's what I think I learned the most from uh, you know that work experience and definitely all those jobs helped in that.
1: Absolutely. All of those experiences help you, um, you know, sharpen those skills that you have.
0: One really cool thing about Cal State Northridge is, uh, you know, a lot of people have a misinterpretation of college in the sense of uh, I I think people kind of almost look at you as a college student. So your level, your performance, uh, your output is going to be below a professional. Pretty mm-hmm. much, at least that—that's how I feel. Like a lot of people take that, but uh, Cal State Northridge, I feel like we put out, um, you know, very professional uh, packages, uh, very professional, um, uh, you know, newscast as well with our anchoring and uh, everything that went along with it. So uh, I think that definitely prepared me for a future in this job. But uh, yeah, if you ever watch a Valley View news show, you should expect, you know, something along the level of. Um, you know, a professional newscast. We do a very good job over there. Uh, ben Davis and Lincoln over there. They they do a great job uh, with getting all the students ready for that, and it's just been fantastic being a part of the Sea Sun family going through there, and uh, hopefully, you know, making them proud up at the next level.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, tell me a little bit more about um, NBCLA's LA's the choice. How did you come upon that opportunity?
0: Yeah, so that was a really neat opportunity. Basically, NBCLA, uh, every year, at least this was prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, they hosted uh this event. And yeah, it was it was called The Choice. It's a uh little segment on the NBCLA uh sports debate show, Going Rogan, with uh Fred Rogan. And basically his show, it's a it's a debate show we'll have on at least two guests and uh, basically they'll just bring up a bunch of sports topics and they'll debate about it. It's a great show, but every year they host the choice where they bring in a bunch of, um, young professionals or college aged, uh, students who are in sports broadcasting and they're, or just want to have a career in that, I guess you could say. And, mm-hmm. uh, in front of the camera, obviously. And basically they're trying to find the best in Southern California. So uh, the way that it works is you send in a little audition tape and they say they receive a couple hundred. I'm not sure exactly how many they receive, but uh, then they invite about 20 to the studio. You go into the NBCLA studio. You, uh, I got to meet Fred Rogan and everything. It was a really cool opportunity. Got inside the professional studio. And we did a little, uh, a couple mock debates, just kind of how our voice sounds, how we're going to um, actually have the the debate and how we're going to back up our opinion, whatever have you. And uh, after the determination of uh, who are the best ones, and they go down to the final eight, and then you get invited to actually be on the show. So luckily enough, this mm-hmm. actually happened back in February, March of 2020. So if you're you know connecting timelines, and that's right before uh, everything started shutting down. Yeah. So I was able, yeah. So I was able to go on the show. Uh, It was great. I uh, was able to talk about. I believe it was Los Angeles Angels. I also got to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Clippers. Which one's the the premier team in LA? Uh, That's right before the Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA Finals in the bubble. Um, I had a pretty good prediction as well. I I said that Dwight Howard was going to be the reason why they won the championship, and I was pretty spot on with that. But Wow. Um, But besides (laughs) the point, but that was, that was pretty cool. And um, I had a good time with uh, the show that first round, it was going to be a bracket style. So you would have two round of eight matchups. So you'd face one person, then you would face another. And then Mm -hmm. whoever has the highest amount of points because Fred Rogan and uh, his producers, they give you a score um and then the fans give you a score so they watch it in NBC LA all the fans go on and basically vote for you or vote for the other person and oh, whoever has cool. the highest yeah it's really cool and whoever has the highest score based out of your you know two uh two appearances that moves on mm-hmm. to the next round and there's the round of four then there's uh the championship round and whoever won was supposed to get a spot on as a guest on uh, Fred Rogan's show, Going Rogan, and mm. unfortunately, it was canceled due to COVID nineteen pandemic, and they never brought it back. And uh, so, unfortunately, I only had one appearance on it. Uh, I oh. did win the spot, so that was pretty cool. So, oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, so I I, I did win uh, in my appearance, but uh-huh. uh, unfortunately, we couldn't move on further than that. So that's when it stopped. But it was a really cool opportunity. It was fun, just uh, you know, being in that high level of a production as well and just seeing how everything works before I was able to get here to Action News Now uh, and it was a, a really neat opportunity. I was very thankful for that.
1: That's fantastic. That's an awesome opportunity and I'm glad that you like you were able to see it, you were able to find it and you went for it. You like right?
0: It. Yeah well thank you, thank you. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, it was a really cool opportunity. Uh, Tammy Trujillo, uh, she what she uh, works at NPR, um, the radio station, and uh, she also was the advisor uh, for us at our radio station for Cal State Northridge at KCSN 88.5, and I had a couple classes where I had to put hours in the radio station. I spent a lot of time with her. She's a a great person and, um, you know, great at what she does, and she actually was the one that told me about the opportunity and sent me an email and was like, Hey, you should, you should try for this, you know, why not just, you know, shoot your shot pretty much. And, uh, so that was, that was really cool that uh, she sent that over to me and, you know, lucky enough, I was able to get that opportunity and, uh, try to shine out there on TV.
1: That's awesome. So what is your favorite thing about your job?
0: Yeah. Um, and this might surprise some people, but I, I bet a lot of uh, journalists can kind of uh, relate to this. My my favorite thing about the job um, is kind of the the craziness of it. It's kind of the the hectic nature of it because literally you'll go in uh, into a workday. You'll have a couple pitches, um, you know, that you have to prepare. Uh, the station may have some ideas of a few things that we should probably cover that day that, uh, you know, assignment desk, um, uh, you know, might come up with or anybody like that. But you always, as a reporter, come in with several ideas and uh, have it structured a little bit. But uh, basically, it's just the hectic nature because you'll start covering your story. And then suddenly, uh, you'll find out that it's it's a different angle than you actually uh, were thinking or suddenly breaking news happens. And you have to run around and do that. Like yesterday uh, on Thanksgiving, I had a live uh, a live five o'clock hit and a live six o'clock hit. I was supposed to hit at the top of each show. Mm-hmm. So I got in at 2.30. And so I got out right away and started doing my interviews, getting my B-roll shots, getting everything I needed. It was going to be uh, a live VSV. So, you know, voiceover, sound by voiceover. I had to get the B-roll, uh, the sound and some others. So I I was getting that. I finished my interviews, finished getting my B-roll. I was writing my script. And then suddenly uh, the station called me and they're like, hey, uh, we heard, you know, shots fired in this one area. We need you to go check it out. Boom, breaking news. I have to go, you know, so I I have to not ditch the story. I still have to work on the story, send in the video, do all of my stuff, get the script.
1: But Mm -hmm. I have
0: to get to that breaking news. I need people to... Uh, you know, I, I need to update the people on anything. I need to be able to go live if necessary. You know, I, I need, uh, you know, to get there and get that information. So right. I zoom on over there. Um, I mean, lucky enough, I guess, uh, basically the situation, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as was reported uh, at first, which sometimes that happens with breaking news and uh, the police weren't even uh, necessary at the location. So Uh, Nothing really happened. So uh, I went back to my story and I was ready for my live five o'clock hit. Then suddenly the Raiders and Chargers game, I mean, not Raiders Chargers, the Raiders Cowboys game uh, Mm -hmm. that went into overtime and that's on the same station that we have our five o'clock showing. So what happens with that is we have to wait for the game to end and all the post game and everything until we start our show. So now I'm just kind of waiting around for my five o'clock hit. Ends up my five o'clock hit gets uh, canceled. I have to do my six o'clock hit now though. So then I do the six o'clock and I'm all good with that. So then suddenly, you know, we go off and I'm starting to work on my package for the 10 and 11 show and I'm going off and doing my interviews. I get another call that there's breaking news. So I have to dish the story a little bit. I run off to breaking news. I cover it. I give the information. I get locator video. I get all that stuff. I send it in. I have to go back to my story. Then I have to finish it and then send it in. So it, it's the it's the crazy nature of it. It's, it's the hecticness. It um, It's very stressful most times, but it's so rewarding at the end of the day when you finish your stories and you're done with them. When you are able to go back your place after the day and you're able to, um, you know, not have to think about finishing up a story or what you have to work on the next day because you didn't finish something. Everything ends that day. All your stories end that day. So uh, it's it's a fantastic thing to know and uh, just, you know, kind of wiping your hands off after the day and then going into the next one.
1: Right. Absolutely. I, I could imagine how hectic it can get. Um, I thought it got hectic when I was um, involved in the student news organization on campus but no it doesn't compare
0: (laughs) right uh, yeah it's a it's an interesting transition because usually in college you're just learning how to create a package right you're just you're just learning how to do these things so you're having so much time to create a package I remember in college I mean, I did day turns. I I did a day turn. That was my last package that I did. So literally I went out starting at 1130. Um, I believe it was at a food bank in Northridge and, uh, it was during the heart of, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic before Mm -hmm. vaccines. So, um, you know, we were checking out this food bank and kind of how they're helping the community and, uh, And it was, you know, great to be able to cover that story, but it was my first day turn. So it was really stressful. And I had like 1130 to, I don't know, like five o'clock to get it in. And I was finally able to get it in. I had so much pressure. I was trying to do this. And we usually we have like a week to create a package. Then suddenly you go into the next level. And uh, I mean, it's kind of a sink or swim situation. You go in and they're telling you, you know, you have a package to do for Uh, you know, the 10 and 11, but first you need to be able to have a live hit at four o'clock, five o'clock and six o'clock at a different story and you need to get that stuff done. And, uh, you know, it just, it's just something that happens. I mean, the people in the business, they all know, you know, they go through the transition and uh, it's just, you either sink or swim and, uh, you know, you hope you just adapt. And um, I've been able to prep myself enough and be able to give myself you know, enough time to learn to be able to adapt to the situation. And lucky enough, I've been uh, able to do so. But that's definitely an a interesting change of pace that you see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So how do you manage your stress? Um, would you say you have like a good work-life balance?
0: I'm getting a good work-life balance, let's You're say. Getting
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I know you barely so. have like three months, you said, right? But like, yeah.
0: Right, yeah, getting into the new station, uh, you know, you're adapting to everything. Um, One of the things that is interesting is when you move to a new station is just um, getting to know the community. You know, I doing enough research outside and uh, doing enough research during your stories as well, uh, just to find out what the community cares about, uh, what the community needs. You know, seeing all of the issues with the community or lack thereof, uh, where they, you know, some strengths and weaknesses are, where the stories are located, pretty much. And, um, you know, that's kind of a portion of the stress level. But um, I, I think I've been doing a better job with it. But one thing that I've always been a big believer in through my college days as well, and, you know, I'm still a big believer in is. Uh, finding a person, place, and activity to escape stress—that's away from whatever is giving you that stress. So whether it's calling that one person up and you know just kind of letting it and out sometimes, and uh, just you know uh, getting things off your chest, and just uh, either hearing their voice or whatever—and uh, you know a person that can put you in a different place than your work mode an activity that can put you in a different place during your work mode uh and i, I think that is um, you know very special to have a place that you know makes you escape that i know for the longest time that was the gym for me and that still is the gym for me but uh, it's it's a time where i can just focus on nothing else except that and i think that's the the biggest trick that that's the biggest thing that people need to focus on because I mean, ever since I've been here, I've never, um, I've never known how good weekends are, I guess you could say how important those are. And Mm -hmm. uh, it definitely is to be able to escape that stress, because if you don't escape it, then you're going to burn out. And, uh, you know, that that's with everybody and just work um, in general, but you need to be able to have that person place and activity to escape that.
1: Right, that's so true. And I like how you put it that Person, place, and activity—that's like the perfect three things to have when you're stressed. So, what would you say are or have been your best and worst moments on camera?
0: (laughs) So many to go through. Um, (laughs) Definitely, yeah. There, there have been so many, you know, good times on camera. So many bad times on camera as well. I mean. I remember my first live shot. So uh, I've been on, uh, you know, live broadcast for the past seven years. But it's a lot different than uh, when you actually go live, uh, you know, for a news station. Because this, Mm -hmm. uh, Conejo TV, it was great. It prepared me and everything. It was fantastic. Uh, But it's basically volunteering for all students in the Conejo Valley. So we have elementary school kids, middle school, high school college. And basically, it's just to be able to get that experience necessary for the next level. And I would suggest everybody to find something like that in your community if you have if you have that. But mm-hmm. Kaneho TV was that for me. So I was live all the time. But it wasn't like I had a producer in my ear and uh, saying, hey, you only have this amount of time, you have this amount of time. It was not as structured mm-hmm. as that. So it was a little bit right. easier um mm-hmm. with this literally they'll say you know okay you're on at 607 i'll have the producer in my ear and uh i'll hear the newscast and they say cue boom you have to speak and then they'll say oh your thoughts up and they'll be like okay you know uh oh 15 seconds or oh, 10 5 and then they say cue and boom you're back on and uh you do your um you know your sig out and then you'll uh go on and uh they'll tell you okay you're off and Uh, You go off camera then and now you start writing your other thing or whatever, you know, you, you would continue writing your other uh, thing that you were working on. But uh, so, yeah, it's a little bit different for sure. But I remember my first live shot at Action News Now, I believe it was 109 degrees that day. It was. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it it was hot. (laughs) It gets hot hot. up here. (laughs) I know it's like uh, this area. Um, obviously from being in socal i mean simi valley it gets up well past 114 degrees but Mm -hmm. it's a different heat up here and uh we'll have areas up here that get well over 100 and you know 15 degrees as well but then we have areas up here that start snowing too so Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) you know it's 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 a big change in temperature yeah Uh, uh, that we have as we we have all the seasons up here obviously with SoCal Life. There's only one season pretty only much. Only one, now. exactly. <laughs> so uh that's a little transition, but um uh, yeah it was 109 degrees. Uh we were I, I was at this um what this fire station and basically they were giving out water uh because there were dry wells in Glenn County. Uh, that that's a big issue that we have up here our uh, or dry wells with the drought. Um, and basically, uh, they were giving out free water to people that have dry wells. So, you know, it was a great event. It was, you know, great to cover. It was a lot of, uh, you know, positivity with it as well. It, You know, helped out a lot of community members. Uh, but it was my first live shot. It's 109 degrees. I was sweating buckets. I was trying to make sure I look okay on camera. I was, I was having issues with the camera because of, uh you know the the brightness of the sun as well and it was inside mm-hmm. but there was still sun being casted in so mm-hmm. I was trying to make it look as good as possible um I wasn't as used to using a camera like this just yet so I was trying to fix it there's no photogs, no photographers that work with you so obviously right. a multimedia journalists
1: yeah you have to do everything yeah. yourself yeah
0: yeah you're doing it yourself so I'm back there trying to make it look good I'm trying to make sure the equipment's good because. I don't, I, I don't know necessarily what it's supposed to look like on a successful live shot. I think I maybe saw one live shot before. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I think this is right. Finally, I jump on and I do it. And I was so nervous, but it went well. And, uh, you know, I'm happy it did. But uh, yeah, there's a, uh, that, that was definitely some of the, uh, you know, uh, more stressful, embarrassing moments on camera, but, right. yeah. um,
1: Good you know, thing it turned out well though
0: definitely I'm glad it did and (laughs) you know there's definitely been some good moments on camera I've had uh, a couple good live shots I can't think of any specific memories at least as of now but um, I definitely have had some uh, really good moments there was this one story that I did that was actually uh, this mural that a um, half-deaf artist created so she she called herself a half-deaf artist and she's a coda which means She's a child of deaf adults, so both of her parents are deaf. So her first language uh, she uh, learned, uh, you know, to communicate with was uh, ASL, American Sign Language, and then she learned English a little bit later Mm -hmm. on, but uh, it was this mural that um, was basically encouraging people to learn sign language, so it's uh, a little more inclusive for those that, um, you know, can't speak and can only communicate. Uh, through sign language so it was really interesting a really nice story um, to be able to cover and I I think I did a pretty good job at it and just kind of the uh, you know the obstacles that I had to go through with it without having a translator so uh, she didn't want to sign and speak at the same time because she didn't want to mess up on any of them so uh, just doing that and getting her signing and doing voiceovers with her and just jumping around uh, it was, it was a really nice story to do though. And uh, I, I was very thankful that I was able to uh, get that message out there and uh, be able to, uh, you know, cover that new mural. So uh, that was probably one of my better moments. And uh, I feel like uh, that was a good moment in front of the camera too.
1: How oh, that's good. That sounds like a great story too.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. What advice or tips would you give to people interested in pursuing a career in journalism?
0: Pursuing a career in journalism, I'd say don't get discouraged because so many people are nervous getting on camera. I I get it, you know, uh, I understand. I'll I'll interview a bunch of people every single day, and most of them are nervous to get on camera. Everybody feels that way. Uh, But one thing that um, I would say as well is, uh, you know, you will go through adversity when you get into this job. You know, you will do things wrong. You will. Uh, you know, get in front of the camera and probably make a fool of yourself. You'll forget what you want to say uh, before you're, you know, able to, you know, ad lib pretty well. And uh, you'll you'll forget things. You'll uh, do a lot of things wrong. You'll make all the mistakes, but don't be discouraged by it. Everybody goes through that learning process in this field and you have to go through it to be able to get better. The thing that I always I think of is, the only way to get better is to know that you're doing something wrong or somebody tells you you're doing something wrong. That's the only way you can get better. That's the only way you could change it. If everybody exactly. in your life, yeah, exactly. If everybody in your life, your your boss, if who, whoever it is, is always telling you that you're doing a good job, that means you don't know you're doing something wrong and if they keep telling you you're doing a good job because you're going to exactly. keep doing that same thing.
1: Exactly. exactly.
0: So unless you recognize it yourself by uh, seeing other journalists working uh, and them doing something better or them doing something different that you think is better than what you're doing, or somebody actually tells you that you're doing something wrong, uh, then you're not going to improve. So not uh, not being discouraged by that and being humble enough to recognize that you can get better And recognize that you uh, do have things to work on, then you'll be fine in this business. But I think that's the biggest thing because a lot of people get discouraged right away because they quote unquote fail at something or they
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, don't live up to the expectation that they would like to, um, you know, for a certain package or for a certain live shot or, you know, whatever have you. Uh, But to not get discouraged by that and know, that every, every fail, or every, uh, if you want to call it fail, or, you know, every, every mistake, uh, you will get better, you will learn from it, and you will uh, have a better package or live shot in the next one.
1: Exactly, that's very true. The key is to not get discouraged, like you said, you have to keep going, and like, of course, you're not going to expect to, like, you know, be all the way up here, If you're starting here, you have to start, you know, from the bottom and make your way up and then learn from your mistakes. Would you like to share your social media handles?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, I could be found at Ketchum TV. So K-E-T-C-H-A-M-T-V. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. Uh, You could be able to find that through Facebook as well uh, or just Ryan Ketchum, my name. You could also find me on there. Uh, And uh, yeah, basically, I just try to keep everybody up to date with my career. But uh, yeah, thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to speak with you. I appreciate it. You've been listening to The Santana Show with Naomi Santana. Interesting guests and insight with good conversation. You can follow Naomi on Twitter at NaomiSantana45 and The Santana Show at the Santana Show underscore. Please subscribe to The Santana Show on YouTube. Thank you for listening. Join Naomi again next time on The Santana Show.